You are listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Care. Visit me online at www.pastlifelady.com. Connect with me on YouTube at Past Life Lady or on my Facebook fan page at Past Life Lady. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. guess what? I've got a new book coming out. It's called The Goddess Discovered, Exploring the Divine Feminine Around the World. And it is coming out on December 8th from Llewellyn Worldwide. This book has over 500 deities in it. Part one of the book will take you into the ancient world where you will learn about ancient religions that you may have practiced during your past lives and you'll explore goddesses from the ancient Celts, the Norse, the Egyptians, the Greeks and Romans, and more. And then in part two, we will explore living religions, current modern religions, and the deities worshipped by people during our own modern times. In part three, you'll have a chance to take some past life regressions and even genealogical regressions to connect with the places where your ancestors may have worshipped these deities in the past. Pre-order The Goddess Discovered and you'll receive a free gift, a guided journey from me through my healing arts platform. I hope that this one will be a book that you will have on your shelf for years to come. And I cannot thank you enough for your support of this book. I'll have lots of events coming up. But meanwhile, you can pre-order The Goddess Discovered. And I thank you so much for your support. Namaste. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Care. Hey, dear ones, welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So I'm so excited today. You're going to get to meet my friend, Adrienne Blackwell. She is a former psychic to the stars and celebrity healer. She's got an incredible story. And we are doing a virtual summit coming up that we're going to tell you all about. And we want you to come and join us. You are going to love this. Adrienne, it's such a joy to see you. Welcome to Healing Arts. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes. So your story is so absolutely incredible. Tell us a little bit about how you were growing up and some of the things that started getting you into your current profession. Well, you know, it's hard to answer that 
that specifically because I don't know if anything in my childhood actually got me to where I am right now. I can share with you that I was uh, raised in a haunted home. That seemed to be the thing that kept uh, appearing over and over and over again. I can tell you that growing up religiously, uh, we were told that this was all something negative. It was all something bad. So it ended up being something really, really scary. Um, and to be honest with you, in all logicalness, <laughs> make up a word there. Uh, given my my childhood, I don't know if I should have really followed this path. I think I should have, you know, probably most likely would have hid under a bed and stayed there for a while instead of seeking out like the thing that scared me the most. Um, but I did. I mean, that was the thing. I, I just had this innate feeling that I wanted to be a fairy and I wanted to sprinkle fairy dust on people and make them happy. Like I remember that specifically around four or five years old. And um, this to me is that translation as an adult, but I, I will say this. I think this is maybe my one saving grace. When I was four or five, six years old, I remember thinking about my parents' belief system. And I said, it doesn't make sense. Can they really believe this? It just doesn't make sense. But I was like, but they're adults. They have to know better than me. So I'm just going to go along with it. Like I actually remember consciously thinking, I just am going to go along with it, even though I didn't believe it. And I think that might have been that opportunity that when the when everything changed, it was like, I embraced it versus saying, okay, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do this. I do it secretly, but I'd still do it. You know, I remember a friend of mine handing me an astrology book and me kind of looking at it and hiding it and make sure nobody could find it and then giving it back before I get in trouble, you know, type thing. I remember just doing things that was kind of like, I'm interested in this thing. Um, I was just mentioning recently how, uh, as a child, I was taught that everything I was interested in was wrong. <laughs> Rated R movies, you know, uh, dating before marriage, like all these things that are just so wrong, including psychics, astrology, all this, you know, hypnotherapy, past lives, everything was considered wrong and bad. It was so disempowering, but there was a fascination with it so much so that I couldn't help myself under, like, even if it's just watching a movie about it. I watch a movie about it at least it's like I that curiosity I get the fix of that curiosity so that's kind of what has led me to here it feels like it was just I was born this way and I don't think anything that I would have um encountered would have stopped me from embarking on this path to be honest with you it feels like part of my destiny yeah I, I'm convinced from knowing you that it is definitely your destiny <laughs> um there is a there's a saying in in the idea of past lives, like the Greeks, the ancient Greeks believed that before we're born, we dip into the river of forgetfulness. And it seems to me that on some level, maybe you just didn't dip as far into the river as some of the rest of us, as you described, like as a little girl, just thinking, what's going on with my parents? This couldn't be happening. I mean, I think this is very unusual, what you're describing. Have you ever realized how unusual that is or... Because I've interviewed over 300 people, and I think we're around 350 people, and nobody describes this. A few people describe that their families were into this, so they were, but you don't really hear people describing how, as a child, they didn't really agree with what their parents were saying. You know, because if you think of us coming in as a clean slate, they're filling us up with information that we're now, you know, inputting and only later on in life do people start questioning things when somebody, you know, something happens or whatnot. I was questioning things from a very early age. Like it just didn't make sense to me. 
Um, but I also have had a team. I remember uh, my parents having a conversation once and, and it was like some kind of angel or something. I wouldn't know what to call it these days um, because I wasn't aware of it. It was like my first encounter, but told me like, don't listen to your parents. That's absolutely not true. The only thing that's true is love. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, and I went on about my life, you know, it didn't feel scary. So it wasn't one of those things that was a threat during those times. And then later on in life, you know, while I'm doing all the psychic stuff and I'm convinced, believe me, I was convinced that this is my path in life. I'm supposed to be a psychic. I'm going to always be a psychic because it's so mystical. And, you know, people really like that aspect of it. And my, my guides are saying, no, you're a healer. You'll, you'll be doing your healing work. This is what you're going to be doing one day. And they would always say it. I would argue with them and I'd fight with them. No, that's not, that's not who I am. That's not what I'm, I'm going to do. And then all of a sudden it became the most empowering thing I can do for myself and other people was to get out of doing psychic readings and start doing the healing work. So we stop looking at the repeating patterns and the cards, but actually start looking at the life that you want to create and let's go in that direction. And, and so that's what makes me sit and kind of think, I think this had to be destiny because my guides knew the whole entire time. They've always led me in this direction. So I think I came here for this. Absolutely. You know, you were a very, very successful psychic though. You were featured on Sirius Satellite. You were psychic to the stars. So how hard was it to, and, and what really helped you then to release that, to go into the healing? The idea that my guides were telling me that I was a healer and that's what I would do one day was difficult. When the time frame came, I was begging for a change. I had had um, a client who kept, I think we were 10, 12 years in and it was the same storyline each and every time I talked to her and I couldn't take it anymore. I was like, it was, it literally, I felt like I was slowly dying inside because I wasn't really helping this person. And if I'm not helping this person, how, who am I helping? And I've had some extraordinary experiences, but I felt like they weren't, if I, if they were happening all the time, I think I would have had a harder time transitioning because I had an experience once where I was at a psychic fair and this was early on in my career when I was really starting to like communicate with my guides. And I really didn't know what I was doing. I just knew I was supposed to be doing it. And there was this woman who came and sat at my table, um, said she wanted a 15 minute reading. And I remember as I started to read for her, I looked over to the side and I see this really tall white haired man. And I actually wondered if it was an angel because I'm like, that doesn't, it looks, he looks inhuman. Like it's just weird how pure he looked, but he caught my attention. So I'm doing this reading on, in, on her and my guides keep telling me that I need to repeat to her that her husband um, is going to die. If, and this is not information I would ever give. Like I, you know, there's ethics. So I was like, I'm not saying that. And they were like, you have to tell her that she can put five years on his life. And I'm like, but five years isn't even that long. Now I'm arguing in my mind to my guides, right? Like five years isn't even that long. Why would I tell her that? That's depressing. And they were, they're kind of like, get out of the way. We're going to talk. So they literally started talking through me and I'm telling them in my mind, shut up, stop talking. And they were like, you need to get your husband to a hospital. You need to do it now. Uh, he has a heart condition and there's something you can do about it. There's something you can do about it. There's something you can do about it. And I'm arguing like, you sound like a broken record. Shut up. You know, they wouldn't stop. So she ended up telling me, she said, we just, he just had a physical three weeks ago and they shook my head and I said, no, you need to take him back to the doctor. So anyways, the, the reading ends, I'm like, she's not even going to want to pay for this. This was awful. And the white haired man comes over and she introduced him as her husband. This woman looked like she was maybe 40. He had to be in his seventies. So five years is a, a lot of time for him, right? 
and he smiles and he's so nice and he pays me the money and he walks out. And three days later, I get an email that says, you were right. That was all she would tell me. And I emailed her back and I said, what happened? Can you tell me what happened? No response. Oh my God, is everything okay? No response. So I was like, I'm just going to leave it. It's probably something really bad happened. He probably died. I'm just going to end it there. Obviously she doesn't want to respond. Six months later, I went back to the same psychic fair because I was guided to go back. And she walks through the door with her husband. And she, she said, I wanted him to tell you the story. So the moment they left the fair six months prior, uh, he goes, what did your psychic say? And she was like, she kept saying that you have a heart condition. We need to take you back to the doctor, but you just had a physical. And he said, what would it hurt to go back to the doctor? And she said, you're right. I'll make you a doctor's appointment. So they go to the doctor, they do another physical, they check his heart. And the man comes out and says, you have a heart condition. There's nothing we can do about it. You need to get your affairs in order. She said, she just cried. She said, she sobbed. And all of a sudden she keeps hearing the broken record. There's something you could do about it. There's something you can do about it. There's something you can do about it. And she, uh, she went and contacted another doctor and she comes in and she says, you have a 50, 50 chance of surviving, but we can do surgery if you want to do surgery. And he was, you know, based on the psychic, what she said, we should probably do the surgery. I can add some years on my life, you know? And so he ended, ended up having the surgery. And so she wanted to walk him in because he was still alive because of the reading. If I had had more of those, I would have probably kept doing the, the, the work and, and continue to, to fight the healing aspect of it. But in so many ways, the message alone was healing. It was the message. And I could do that through the healing work versus just sitting down doing a psychic reading. And so that those, those things um, really at first played a, kind of like a, a, a mind game on me because I was like, see, this is what I do. This is who I'm supposed to be. But once I started seeing that people's patterns were continuing and there was no help for them, there was nowhere for them to go and they weren't getting rid of these patterns. I literally went into a meditation and I asked my, I was doing a lot of shamanic stuff back then. I asked my animal totems to come forward because I have my bears or my animal family. And I said, I don't think I can do this anymore. And they said, don't worry, we have it taken care of. It's going to take a little while, but it's taken care of. And, um, and I said, well, how long is it going to take? And they're like, <laughs> no, we've already had this plan in motion. Just sit back and relax. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm like, no, I'm going to start. I have to get a regular job. And they were like, it's taken care of. And this is where they keep saying patience. And I didn't want to have patience because I hated the word at the time. Believe me, I've come to realize that it's probably one of the greatest words in the English language. But um, I, I had to have my patience. It took a year and a half. And one day, I got the 13 modalities I had learned and brought them all together into a different healing modality. And I started doing full-time healing. It was literally, I went from being a full-time psychic to offering each and every one of my clients who booked an appointment, a free 15 minute healing session. And each and every one of them became my heal, um, healing clients instead, except for one person. I literally transitioned almost overnight and it was the best thing I had ever done for myself. And I won't look back. I think it's fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. You and I have a lot of um, similar ways that we view the world in the sense of just really being able to empower people to help themselves. So how do you feel that the healing work that you're doing is helping people to make those changes that are permanent? See, as, as a psychic, people will come to me and say, well, tell me what I want to hear. I mean, they didn't say it in those exact words, but that's what they were doing. 
And so a lot of times they'll say, well, I went to this psychic and they said this, what do you think about that? Well, I said this psychic and you're saying something different. And it was like, okay, so you're just going to psychic to psychic, you know, hoping that you're going to hear what you want to hear in the healing aspect. The first aspect of the conversation is what do you want to create? What do you want? So we get rid of that whole thing that you have to go jumping from person to person because we're going straight to the desire, which is what people are trying to do with psychic readings anyways, for the most part. And so we get to talk to that desire. What is it that you really want to create? What is it that you want to have in your life? Um, and what do you feel like the block is? What has been your old pattern? So you're actually giving people more awareness over themselves that they didn't. Have. And to me, when I look at healing, 60% of healing is the awareness. 40% is the energy healing. I think that's why when you talked about doing a hypnotherapy, I thought it was so amazing because you're giving people awareness. And then you talked about bringing the healing aspect into it. And I'm like, <laughs> because that is the magic it's the 60 percent of really bringing people into awareness of what's going on whether it's past life it's ancestral you know it's the journey that you had written for you or you wrote it for yourself before you ever even got here and if there was a lesson that you were meant to learn and you were supposed to learn it 10 lifetimes ago and you're still not learning it you're going to still keep going through it lifetime after lifetime let's go back to the original journey why didn't you learn the lesson and I will actually channel their guides. I can channel their past life selves. And sometimes they'll just kind of speak through me and, and give them that awareness, which is the healing aspect um, that they need so that we can move forward. And then if there's anything still stored in the body, we'll do that. We'll heal that energetically. If there's something else that's still keeping them feeling kind of fearful, oh my God, it might happen again in this lifetime. Then I give them more awareness and do healing around it. And it doesn't come back. It's done at that point. And sometimes, you know, you have people who, like I talked about before, who has like chronic diseases and the diseases just disappear. And we had that conversation earlier. Um, and sometimes for some people it's like, okay, I got this great healing work done, but nothing has changed. And then all of a sudden they look back three months later and they're like, everything has changed. So sometimes you don't see it right away, but then you look back and you're like, wow, I'm just not the same person. I don't think the same way. I don't feel the same way. I'm not attracting the same people. So well, sometimes it can be instant. Sometimes it's over a period of time. You look back and you realize it, but the change is permanent. You're not the same person anymore. Once you get information, cause you can't unlearn what, you know, you can't unlearn it. You can't just, it doesn't just go away and disappear after that. You will always have that information. And for people who have a hard time really wrapping their minds around that, I think about you know, when you're in kindergarten, you know, you learn your, your additions, you learn how to, you know, add and subtract and you don't forget that you move on and you learn something greater. And then when you learn something greater, you don't go back to being like, Oh, it's, I'm only five. And I only know how to add and subtract. No, now I know how to multiply. You know, I know how to do division. Like you're always learning. You're always growing and it stays with you. Even if it's deep in the subconscious mind, when you need it again, you, you can connect to it. So that's how we change. It's like, through growth, through experience, through learning, through education, through energy work that's expanding our consciousness, you are just forever changed. And that does have an effect on your life. I totally agree. I totally agree. You and I are on the same page about so many things. Um, friends, you know, we're going to be doing a virtual summit together. We'll tell you about that in a minute. You mentioned about, you were talking about helping people find out what they want. I think that's very difficult for people to do. And so I'm so glad that you're doing that. I think, I think we're kind of bombarded, don't you? Like by media and 
what other people want or what they're expecting and all these different things that it is sometimes very difficult to get into the real depth of what do I really want at this moment. Um, and so I think that's really important. And you also talk about something that I love, which is to follow the fear. Can you tell us more about that wonderful thing, which I totally agree with? In 2004, I went to Burning Man for the first time. And we had went at like the last two days. And for anybody who doesn't really know what Burning Man is, the first five days of the event, because you're out in the middle of nowhere, it's a desert, there's no food, there's no stores, there's no nothing. It's like a camping experience, you have to bring all your own stuff. And I didn't know any of this when I, when I went. Um, so we're there and the first five days would be more about like spirituality, classes, learning, like anything you can experience in a city, you could experience at Burning Man absolutely free once you get in. So the next, the last two days, which is uh, Saturday and Sunday, it's more like a rave experience, which isn't really, doesn't really fit my energy. So um, I'm, I'm like, I want to go home. <laughs> oh, this is crazy. I got lost in the desert. I couldn't find my car. So my friend who had went in a completely opposite direction as me comes back to me somewhere. I didn't come back. We actually found each other in the middle of like 30,000 people. And she tells me the story and she says, I, I found a woman's group. You should have came with me. I found a woman's group and I heard these profound stories. And I'm like, what did you hear? And she's like, well, there's a God phone out there somewhere. Like literally a phone, phone booth in the middle of nowhere. And she said, this woman said she picked it up and she, she said, hello, God. And somebody actually answers the phone. And so she's like, there's this guy on the other end. And he was like, yes, my child. And the woman said, it's my first time at Burning Man. I don't know what to do. And he said, follow your fears. And that resonated with me. Like when you hear a chord of a song and it's just like, oh my God, that's my favorite part of the song. And you just, it's just in your body. That's what that did to me. It was like, I was listening to beautiful music for the first time. And I was like, follow your fears. I get that because I'm a person who would run away from my fears. I don't want to confront people because I'm afraid of how that's going to turn out. And I'm afraid of hearing what people have to say, because what if it's bad? Like I have all these fears, but what if I followed them? How would it change my life? And so that became my motto literally for, since 2004, almost what, 20 years I've been saying I, I'm following my fears and it's literally transformed my life because nothing stops me. I don't self-sabotage. Um, I don't go running and hiding. I face everything head on. And that means I don't have to have anxiety about what's the future because I faced it head on. So it brings more peace to follow my fears, to know that if, if I really am afraid because it's logical, like there's a lion and that's going to eat you, then you should have fear <laughs> right. and you should probably walk away from said fear. But the rest of it is usually something that we've made up in our minds because our brains are, are trying to protect us. Now, our brain is always scanning for, um, for danger and we have negative bias because, you know, we're trying to keep ourselves from danger. So as long as we can think of something as negative, it's like, well, we need to stay away from that, then we don't get hurt. But what we're finding in reality is that doing that really does harm us emotionally. It keeps us from feeling like we can be our authentic selves, which causes depression and anxiety. So it's causing another kind of pain and suffering. But when you follow your fears and you're facing yourself, because that's really what it's about. It's not trying to face dangers. It's just facing yourself. All of a sudden that fear, the anxiety, the depression, all of those things go away. And we actually end up feeling safer because of it. We're empowered. 
is what it essentially means. So that's why I follow my fears. I love it. I think it's important to follow the fears. Um, I won't spoil the surprise of our fabulous conversation that we shared during the summit, but yes, um, the idea that we have things that are making us very uncomfortable or we have things that are really very attractive to us. And these two extremes are really where the healing occurs. So if we would follow our fears, and as you said, you really hit it on the head with this one, which is that we are in our inner mind talking about stuff and building up things and making things more fearful than they would be if we would just take a closer look and realize, oh, there's nothing to be afraid of here at all. There is no lion here. Nobody's trying to eat me. Okay, great. Everything's fine, you know? And so I think it's wonderful. I was invited to Burning Man. I do know what that is. Um, Google it up, friends. Check it out. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't make it. I don't remember why I did. Oh. So that must have been quite a spectacle. For somebody who didn't know what to expect, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I went eight years before I stopped going because I just got tired of, you know, carrying the luggage and everything around. And I brought all my friends. I brought my mom. Like I had the experience through everybody at that point. And I was like, okay, it's time for a new adventure. But each and every time there was something else I learned from the experience. You know, it's, it's, it's such an amazing interaction um, that learning to follow my fears was really just the beginning of the journey of what I learned by going to Burning Man. So yeah, people should definitely look it up. It's a lot different now than it used to be back then, but it still was an incredible experience. Yeah, I bet it was. So speaking of incredible experiences, um, you are hosting an amazing virtual summit that I am so happy to be a part of. So tell us about the summit. We will have the links below. We want you to join us. So tell us more. Okay, the, the video froze for a moment. So you wanted me to tell everybody about the virtual summit, right? <laughs> yes, yes. Awesome. Tell us about so, the summit. Um, so I've been doing this for, oh my gosh, when this one airs, it's three years. So it's three years that I've been doing this. Uh, we do it all year long where I interview people and we get to go in and kind of binge watch a specific subject. And my most popular, like where everybody shows up is during Halloween. They love the Halloween topic. They love the idea that they're going to talk to psychics and mediums and uh, hypnotherapists and really hear the juicy kind of mystical stories. And what we are able to do as humans really seems supernatural. And so we have those conversations, but it's always around miracles. My show is called Making Miracles Happen for that reason. So we always talk about miracles. And a lot of times like you, what you do for your clients is the miracle itself to have something heal on, you know, just overnight that has been there for years and years and years. To me, that is the miracle. Sometimes it's how we got into the work that we're doing in the first place. That is the miracle. There's so many just in the conversation where you're hearing miracle after miracle after miracle that when you hear it enough times, you start to believe in miracles for yourself. And the more you can believe in miracles for yourself, the more you're going to create them for yourself. So that is the purpose of my show. That is the purpose. I've been doing this for three years. Uh, but this one specifically, we do get to, to talk about conjuring our own inner gifts and our own inner intuition and how we can heal ourselves. And one of the things I had asked you about is how people can do that at home. So if everybody wants to, to catch what your answer was, they can go and log, um, they can just uh, opt in and they'll be able to get that and, and binge watch them. I'm, I'm one of those people who are now making all the videos available on the same day uh, so that people can, can watch it at their leisure for the, the time period that it's available. So they don't have to miss out on one interview and not catch it. And then they can't catch it later. They'll get to see your interview immediately. 
That sounds so great. It was a lot of fun. I think it's a fantastic um, program and everything you're doing. I love it. You and I are on the same page. Um, another kindred spirit. I want you to check out Adrian's website. Please come to our summit and see these miracles. There are miracles everywhere, even in the midst of the challenging times, let's face it, that we've had. There's always miracles in that. And so come with us and join us. And we can't wait. And Adrian, it has been such a joy to connect with you. I just wish you continued joy and success and happiness and everything and great, great success to everything that you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Bye, everybody. Bye. And friends, we've done it again. Another episode of Healing Arts. So check out the links below. And I cannot wait to see you on the next episode of Healing Arts. Hey friends, would you like to heal your ancestors to heal your life? Well, you can do just that with my book by the same name that will teach you my genealogical regression process so that you can send love and light to your ancestors. And by learning a few simple techniques, you will begin to feel the benefits of that healing resonating through yourself and your entire family, past, present, and future. Check out my book, Heal Your Ancestors to Heal Your Life, The Transformative Power of Genealogical Regression, today. Just go to pastlifelady.com, click on the book link, and check it out. Thank you so much. You've been listening to Healing Arts with Dr. Shelley Kerr. Visit me online at pastlifelady.com or on YouTube at Past Life Lady or connect with me on Facebook at Past Life Lady.